1: Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan podcast. yeah,
2: here we Europe. go.
1: Here we go. Um, it's Pod three sixty nine. up Andy, and Ooh. after back to back wins <laughs> for Palace, only the second time this season, uh, suddenly the whole panel are available to Pod. Uh, so, uh, Kevin is here. Hello to you. Hello. How are you doing? How are you feeling?
2: I'm very well, Frankie. I'm still chuckling at you, warning Andrew Street as though I, I, I didn't know that the, the number 369 had any significance to it, but clearly... Listen, let's not give him any more opportunities. I've, I've known him
1: a long time. Let's just move straight on to uh James Endicott is also here. Hello to Hello, you. Hello, how are you? Are you OK? I'm wonderful. I'm very, very good indeed. I'm just full of... I'm full of points. <laughs> you should probably full get points. that checked out. Yeah, you should get that seen too. Um, but anyway, lovely to have you on. Um, Thank you. and Andy Street. <laughs> is it Andrew again? I don't know why I like I like saying Andrew for some reason. Gives me authority. Um Andy Street is here. Hello to you.
3: All right, well you you started with a defamatory statement about me, but other than that. Hi. What? Andrew? How is that defamatory? Well no, I was referring more to the fact that you were saying I was giggling at some smutty innuendo when I was just sitting there minding my own business drinking my coffee. In, In your, your bedroom.
2: It. Yeah. In, in my bedroom. <laughs> <I'm not
3: saying
2: laughs> yeah, there you go. You do the the older know. you get, the more like an Andrew you look. To be fair, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Mm. That's a compliment. <laughs> that's fine. Right. Oh yeah, I could, I can see that. I it's, think that's yeah. It's biblical. Yeah, you still don't look like a James, though. You're still. A James. I don't know. <laughs> or me? No, no, you're, no, uh, no, no, no. You, you, you're kind of jazz, James, aren't you? You're jazz, 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 I'm Jimmy,
4: jazz, mate.
2: <laughs> You just <laughs> you can tell Palace have won a couple of games, don't you?
0: We're getting giddy. We're getting
1: giddy with the points. Giddy with the points. Um, before we move on to talk about Palace's wins over Wolves and Newcastle, um, it's this week's advert. And uh, this week we're sponsored by. I've, I'm not trying any clever in, no, ins true. or links there. I'm just going really to like. um,
3: I heard that last week. Do you want me to do this, the dog sound effects over the top? To detract yes. from the gravitas We had Arnie, you were doing your voiceover last week Weren't you, uh, to try and audition oh, And yes, then you yes, had yes. Arnie, Arnie in the background Detracting from the entire <laughs> performance
1: yeah, the appearance fee I've had to pay Arnie is extortionate as well, but we'll move on. Listen, this week we're sponsored by, and they'll be happy as well because they're on a pod following two Palace wins, it's Eternity Home Finance, uh, a Croydon-based Palace-supporting, family-run mortgage and protection advisors. For a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios, email info at com and quote the code FY. So delighted to have uh, Eternity Home Finance on board again. Um, And we're going to have a very happy patron as well. So let's do a drum roll for this week's random patron shout out. It's Mr. Joe Olsen. Hey, hi, Joe. Hi Joe. Oh, hi, Joe. And you can uh, join our patron and get all the rewards like Joe has done, uh, like the post match podcast, um, the patron only merchandise, and access to the patron only WhatsApp club, which is a very happy place indeed at the moment, at patron.com forward slash. FYP podcast. Right, chaps, so we've got two games to analyse in part one. Part two, we've got questions from our listeners, and part three, we're going to preview another evening game, what is going on, um, away to Leeds on Monday night. Uh, Kevin, let's come to you first. Yeah. Um, two impressive wins um, against two fairly decent sides. First back-to-back wins since the first two games of the season, yeah. and the Newcastle game, first... Uh, come from behind win again Andy calm down first come from behind win since um <laughs> since uh, f- for 41 games mm. or something like that are these I'm not going to use the phrase we normally use in this podcast but are these are these turning point victories for pallets <laughs> This season.
2: Well it's interesting the way you introduce that Because I, I, I was thinking about contradictions Basically after last night's game Because Sky, before the Wolves game Sky were all over the fact that they kept saying, oh, Everyone thinks Palace have got a great defence But they've let in the second highest number of goals This season And yet now we've got three clean sheets In the last six games uh, everyone, Sky kept saying oh, We're having a terrible season But we've now got 29 points and are probably safe, and everyone says we're playing dull football, but we've scored two goals in the last two games, which came from remarkably good football. So it's just, it, it's like we've been saying all season, it's hard to know which the real Palace is, but I, the, the the Saturday game is almost impossible to analyse, because the weather was so bad, it was a, it was two teams who were nervous and hesitant, uh, but, but last night, I was really pleased with last night, I thought, you know, John Curran, our, our glorious ex-sponsor, is always talking about, Identity and Palace identity and I thought I thought there was a little bit of old school Palace there last night defending defending resolutely defending well but not just for the sake of it using the defending as a springboard for some really good forward play especially out on the out on the flank so I I thought last night was very good I think it helped that Newcastle suddenly decided to play a bit more attacking football in the last couple of games but no I was, I was pleased and I was slightly bemused that there was still a lot of pessimism from Palace fans on Twitter last night after what I thought was a a very good result, and also I think I was really intrigued to see how happy Roy and the other management team looked during and afterwards as well. We see the way they celebrated the goals and celebrated the win. I was I was really chuffed last night. I was very pleased with the result on Saturday, but I was particularly chuffed with last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, Andy, Kevin's right. The the, the the win at Newcastle last night was particularly um, impressive, especially as they got that win against Everton at the weekend. I think everyone, all Palace fans thinking this is a typical upturn in form from Newcastle now, right before they play playoffs. But Palace did very well, especially responding um, to the early goal. There are obviously a lot of issues around this squad at the moment, the contract issue, which I'm sure will get mentioned in part to Roy's future as well, the age of the squad. But taking all those factors to one side... These two wins are incredibly timely, given the run Palace have now got going into the uh, next few months. When you look at where Palace are on the table in terms of points, arguably two or three wins off safety, these are big, big wins, aren't they? Yes. <laughs>
3: oh my God, he just <laughs> doesn't oh, look. Yeah. I'm, so to... okay. I'm so glad he's back. I'm so glad he's back. Wait, let me let me let me go back to it. Let me go it. Okay. <laughs> why are they big wins <laughs> you're getting <it>. um <laughs> they, why are they big wins well, they are you know they're the sorts of teams not that we should be expecting to beat but which if we're gonna have no problems whatsoever in terms of the threat of relegation you would be hoping to get a win from one of those two teams either home or away um I didn't think we were particularly good in the Newcastle game for the most part. Um, we were pretty poor in the first half, particularly, and obviously went behind extremely quickly. And we could probably find ourselves you know, quite fortunate to be ahead at half-time. In some respects, I agree with Kevin in that, yes, we dug in particularly well from a defensive point of view. We Before these two games, we had looked pretty porous. So I think some of the criticisms from pundits were well-founded. But we finally found some defensive solidity again in those Two matches and that that's Important because it provides a good platform because it means that If you can continue to keep That resolute shape that doesn't entertain Fans but which tends to stop Goals then we'll make it to 40 points Really quite quickly and without much fuss Hmm.
1: Oh, sorry, that, that ended quicker than I thought. I was making notes about what to ask Enders <laughs> next. Um, <laughs> so you normally talk for longer, so you're you were, you were quite um, I, succinct I hadn't there. quite dropped um, off either then. So, <laughs> it was yeah, just though, just so. the right yeah. time. It
2: was just the right amount. Thanks, of Have you ever thought about making notes before we come on here?
1: I have many, many notes, but I just Andy said something that made me think oh, of whoa. a potential no, follow-up whoa. question. Whoa. I, know, I know, which seems very whoa. unlike me. Wow, but, yeah, this and is I was great. Like, making a note, and then he stopped talking, and I realized I wasn't ready to <laughs> jump in. But the point yeah. is, I wanted cool. to make, and Kevin <laughs> sort of alluded to it yeah. as well. Is this idea of entertainment? Yeah. So we hear a lot of criticism about this current squad, and as Andy alluded to it, some of it merited at the yeah. times so that it's it's not. It's not entertaining football under Roy. It's it's dour. It's dull. You know. It's 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 not fun. But I would argue, and I said this on the post-match pod last night What is more entertaining Than winning football matches? And we've won two football matches in the last few days As Kevin said, in the last two games scored some fantastic goals In fact, I think both goals last night were well taken And Eze's goal against Wolves was well
4: taken as well So
1: is this argument of not being entertaining A fair
4: one? Um, Depends what you class as entertainment, doesn't it? I mean, if you want entertainment for 90 minutes Then you're not going to get it Um, But I thought the Mm -hmm. Eze's goal, especially against Wolves, that was worth the entrance fee alone. If we were allowed to go to football games, it was just a, an incredible bit of skill that was just straight from nowhere. He just—it was so instinctive of him. And of course, the first goal last night by him, um, Gyro, was um, incredible. I mean, that would grace any football field. And that to me is entertainment. Entertainment, yes, it is about winning football games. Um, I mean, we'd probably get onto it, but the. Dallas fans on Twitter just seem not happy even after two wins on the bounce. And I just don't understand it. What do you want by it to say? But you've got Eze in there who can glide past players. You've got Wilf who can turn players at the drop of a hat and is excited to watch. There's, there are things that can happen all around the pitch. You know, we've got... In, just in Wilf and Eze, we've got two of the most exciting players in the league, without a doubt, you know. In in the top 20, probably, exciting players, maybe even top 15. And... and um and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Palace fan and there are things can happen when those players get the ball. And I think, you know, what do you want from what, what is entertainment? I mean, entertainment is 4-3 or 9-0, which if you're a Southampton fan, is, mm. was that an entertaining game last night? No, it wasn't. It was bloody awful. <laughs> you're letting nine goals, yeah. but to the to your guy sat on his sofa with his Man United kit on in Kent, it was a brilliant game. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so the, you know, the, the fans
2: <laughs> fans are never happy. I've got a good mate Who's a Newcastle fan who was all over it after they won at Everton on on Saturday deservedly, and then last night he's going, oh yeah, see what happens when you try and attack two games in a row. We shouldn't have tried to attack a team like Palace was so good on the break. So there's always some fans will never be happy. Of course. I think the frustration is, and funny enough, I thought it was interesting that Hodgson said this himself, Last night is that we we scored two goals and then said we went into our shell a little bit. But you kind of think, well that's down to you, surely, <laughs> because what you what you would like to see is yes, you'd like to see us get two one up and then maybe get three one four one up, but not if you then suddenly are two it's two all or three two down. So there's there's a there's a balance there that you will never strike for all for all Palace fans. There's mm-hmm. always going to be some mm-hmm. Palace fans who won't have Roy Hodgson no matter what happens. For me, what was exciting about the two two goals, I mean Cahill's goal was a really well worked yeah. one, but Eze's goal and, and gyros last night. A the fact that they were scored by two of our young players, which is which is great. But also the build-up play to them was fantastic. The mm. the the football we played before both goals and both of them were quite similar and the ball got switched from one wing to another. Was was really really good, and I I thought looked good. What, what the part he played in the goal on Saturday, but again the little one-two between Eze and Van Arnholt—that's the sort of football we love to see as Palace fans. Van Arnholt getting forward they are really good goals, and and again it's that old cliche that if if Arsenal or Chelsea or Man United scored those goals, they'd be shoo-ins for for goal of the month. They won't be because they're, mm-hmm. they're Palace goals, and everyone goes, "Oh, it's a one-off, it's a fluke." But that's the sort of football we can play, so you you can understand where the frustration of some fans is that we don't. Play that, but I'm with you. I'd I'd, I'd I would i i do not want to lose every game mm. 4 free and have the pundits go. Oh, it's great to watch yeah, right, watch Palace play, and then and then we're in a Championship next season. It's you're entertained by eventually by winning. If you get the three points, you forget the performance. I'd, I'd, eventually, it, it doesn't. It, there's no asterisk in the in the Premier League table at the end of it. Going some of these points weren't particularly entertaining. <laughs> 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 it's tr- it's true, it's true. And, and to fair, Andy, that's that, that that's what you get with Roy Hodgson. And
1: obviously, there will be, we will have more questions about him in coming weeks about his future. The longer that any contract extension doesn't get announced, and I think we're all assuming it probably won't. You know, with Roy, that you will get games and runs. And we've had them earlier this season where it's not particularly brilliant, and the close margins go the other way. And then you'll get games like this where the close margins go for you, and you'll end up safe. I mean, look at the table now. We are above Wolves, who finished seventh the last two seasons. We're level with Saints, who a few weeks ago everyone said was, were, you know, sort of breaking the the, the mould. We're level with Leeds, mm. who everyone loves. And we're 13th. I mean, grand scheme of things, that's probably where Palace should be. I, I think there probably is a question about ambition. And I know that Steve Parish in the past has said to us, we need to be ambitious as fans and as a club. But ambition for Palace probably is 12th, 13th staying in the Premier League. Gambling to get any higher is probably too risky. So I think This is almost
3: it. I've taught myself. I think think that's probably entirely right. Um, What's the point of spending a hundred million quid to move up from 12th to eighth? Yep. And that's quite honestly something that you could do. So to a certain extent, I see why uh, certain decisions are made by certain levels of club, not to throw everything into the transfer mix, knowing that that top six will not be broken. I think it's pretty prudent to do that. Um, In terms of the, the sort of Roy Hodgson, point you know that over a 28 game say rolling period he will always get enough points even within that 28 game period to put him, him on the cusp of safety let alone taking it to 38 games he it, it's just the way his teams always perform and the reason they perform is because they do certain things clearly in training day in day out in terms of being drawn I, I it made me chuckle to a certain extent that immediately before the Wolves game with the chat of Palace lining up 4-2-3-1. Lots of fans appeared to think that just that slight tweak in formation might mean that all of a sudden Palace start playing like Leeds United yeah. or a team that aren't a Roy Hodgson team. And although the formation was slightly tweaked, it was still very much a similar style of football, a similar makeup, a similar sort of team. Um and that's, you know, that's that's what you get with Roy Hodgson that does keep you in the league. Palace are not going to finish third in the top division anymore. Football football has changed So I think to a certain extent It's better to accept that that is Your lot and to be happy with it To a certain extent And know that there's some fluctuation You can have within that acceptable range Than to delude yourself that you are going to break into The super club strata and, And challenge them because you're not
2: I there was one reporter on Sky quite late on Saturday night who said it's it's a fixed point in the changing world that Palace will finish 13th.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> said so you, yeah. you,
2: so you might as well make life easier. At the start of the season, just say at the Premier League, put Palace in at 13th, just play the other <laughs> games around them and they can have the season off. I did, I did wonder, as I think our approach was slightly more different, certainly last night. I wonder if Roy was sensitive to the criticism he got after the West Ham game, which and that score flattered us, to be perfectly honest with West Ham are a team who are defensively organised, the same as we are, but do use it as a platform for for getting forward, and that's something we've talked about a lot. And I think I wonder if Roy was slightly stung by the criticism that he got after that game because he he admitted himself that he got things slightly wrong with the approach. Said we were too passive. You know, it's about time we started being proactive rather than reactive. And I think we were we were that much more so in these these last two games. And also that, that period, that really dull period when we got beaten by Newcastle Wolves in the, the, the corresponding fixtures, when we, if we'd won those, we'd be above West Ham now. And everyone's saying, Oh, West Ham are having the best season ever. What a brilliant, a brilliant team. So yeah, I, I I'm going to say this now we're not going down. So let's maybe see some of that entertainment in the, in the few games we've got to, to come.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, the end. As the irony being this four two three one thing is that um, we did start the wolves. Uh, sorry, the wolves game over yeah, one the four two three one, but actually the goal came when we switched back <laughs> to a four four two, and it was actually back to sort of Roy, you know, which is yeah, fine. fine. I actually thought Eze, and um, I don't think we have any questions about Eze this week, but um, in both those games, certainly uh, last night in Newcastle, he drifts so much anyway that yes, he's yeah. playing in this wide left or or oh, sorry, narrow left of a four four two. And really, it's it, it's two transitions, isn't it? It's defensively you are one unit, and attacking you are another one. Rob made the point uh, on the post match pod that actually when we go forward, Klein and PVA are basically like winners. Yeah. So you're not really four four two going mm-hmm. forward. You're four. You're two two four two or something. Um, so it does change. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think Roy is someone that's going to suddenly do a Marco Bielsa and go all out. You know what you're going to get with him, but it, clearly it's still working.
4: Yeah, yeah, obviously it's working, and I just think I just think it's you talk about entertainment and. Um, you talk about Eze and Wilf. I said it again, and I think you've, you've, you've got those players and you're going to get entertained. And I just think we, we are where we should be in this league. Uh, we are where we should be. And I think we should embrace the games that we play well in and we should get annoyed about the ones that we don't play well in. I think we are building for the future. We're just building it a lot slower than people want it to be. We've brought in mm-hmm. Eze. We've got in Mateta, who we have not seen yet, who I think maybe should have come on last night, but didn't. Um, you know, we've uh, we've got... The young fullback from West Brom, Ferguson. You know, we, we, we yeah. are slowly building a team. Yes, there's a, a lot of changes to be made, but there are there, there are glimmers in most games. We've definitely seen them of the last two games where we look. An exciting team, you know. We look like a team that can pass our way out of trouble. Look mm. like we're always exciting going forward. We're always seen as a team on the break because we've got so much quality and speed. But there were times in the game last night where you know we, you know, we could have got another one or two goals in that game. You know, we've looked a little bit dodgy defensively, of course, because of the aging squad. But as Kev Riley pointed out, her own, we've got, we've had three, three clean sheets the last six games or something like that so you know it's it's not terrible it's not terrible it's just maybe it's just not moving along as as quickly as people think it should be and the criticism for Roy Roy's unfortunately he's a manager of a football club he's always got to get criticized isn't he Mm. but I just think you Mm. look at it with 29 points and on the 3rd of February I think you know I think anybody at the beginning of the season would have taken that pandemic or no pandemic yeah, absolutely right. And let's end part one by
1: talking about a player who thought, who grabbed the headlines yesterday. And, and again, Kevin, we talk about Roy getting criticised. He's got a lot of criticism for not playing Jairo mm. read about more often on this podcast. And I think a lot of us have have called for Gyro to play more often. And um, obviously, didn't cover himself in glory with the Shelby goal. Which could have could have sort of closed down a bit a bit faster there. But then made up for it with a fantastic strike to level the scores from the edge of the box. And we've had questions on the theme of Gyro, of course. Sun a. Hi, son A, son. Awesome. Has, has said, can we expect Riederville to be one of the first names on the team sheet now? Or if one of the two Maxes back fit, is he on the bench again? Red Star says, am I the only one fearing my own reaction again when Roy drops Gyro for the next game? And <laughs> Mahal Man so yeah. says, were the fans right about Gyro after all? It, it is only one game, Kevin, isn't it? But he, he, but he, he was very, very good. <laughs> at
2: Newcastle <laughs> one of the conversations we have probably more than any other on this pod after Christian Benteke and Wilf is who should be the two central midfield players and he's always going to play two central midfield players and over the course of the past two seasons we've always gone oh it should be one this one This. this he's got a start Luca's definitely got to start Jimmy Matt's definitely got to start the other Jimmy Matt's definitely got to start I think against Leeds, you need Gyro's got to start. His energy, his 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 commitment, his skill. I thought I don't. I think there were three or four players around Shelby last night who didn't quite get close enough. They probably didn't think he was going to shoot that early in the game. After that, I thought he was. I thought he was outstanding. I thought his commitment in defence, his positioning, the way he was cutting off so many problems before they got to our centre backs was great plus he's skillful when he goes forward he's he's, he's not as good as Kante yet but he's, he's heading in that direction for me he's a real all-round midfield player and, he's, and, then, and then he popped up right at the end on the left wing really nice bit of skill when he pulled it back for Andros when he should have mm. scored I, I thought I think he makes a difference I think his age does make a difference his energy does make a difference He's, he's a skillful player He's he's got he's got everything in his game and I that doesn't necessarily mean that Roy will will start him but I think he I think he definitely should I, I think he's a serious waste of potential if we don't play him there As I thought he was I thought he was 7 out of 10 8 out of 10 in every area of the pitch last night to be honest I mean, to be
1: fair, you, you know, I have to say you were the one that called him to play in Central Midfield off that Man City game, yeah. which was about five years ago or whatever it was from Luke and <laughs> you were, Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, Andy, where do you stand on gyro? Are you one of these fans that feels you were right all along about gyro? Or do you understand maybe the sort of tentative nature that Roy has used him? sort of in bit parts so far. Well,
3: being a fan, I think I'm right on everything all along on all subjects. <laughs> it's just the way where we are, isn't it? We, we, we neglect to mention the ones we've got wrong and then we really hone in on the ones that we've got right. So, uh, I like him. He's good, isn't he? I mean, he, he, yeah. he's, he's a really smart footballer and he is fun to watch as well. He's, guess, he's, he's, he's entertaining,
4: you know, isn't he, yeah, He is absolutely. entertaining. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
3: like, he, even his use of the ball in Midfield in central midfield, which is not usually the most glamorous of positions, particularly in the Premier League. It, it is entertaining to watch uh, Gyro on the ball. Um, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if he makes way for one of the Max when they're fit again. And that will then lead to, I, I imagine, a huge amount of outcry and uproar and all the other
2: words <laughs> <Yeah>. associated <laughs> in the, in with the, in palace Twitter-y. In that leads, that leads midfield, which is all over the place. I just think you need, yeah, you know, we we comfortably beat Leeds at Sellers' Park, but they're, they, you know, they're they're constantly switching positions in midfield. Leeds, there's a lot of energy and youth in that central midfield. Leeds, I just think we need Gyro to counter that. To be perfectly honest, it'll be
1: interesting to see it. I mean, we'll, we'll preview that in part three. Yeah, Leeds have a Interchange, played Stuart Dallas, who I think is a fullback, played mm. tacking midfield against Leicester in the last game. They're all over the place, but um, it would be nice, James, wouldn't it? I mean, it, it's one of these like the sort of pros and cons of having so many players in midfield is yes, you can chop yeah. and change, but also it'd be nice to get a bit of consistency
4: there. <laughs> and where do you stand on Dryden? I mean, I'm, 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 um, I'm with the guys, I find him very entertaining to watch. He's a great footballer, he, he can only improve by more by more appearances so, you know just a little bit naive sometimes but that's to be expected you know he hasn't really he's not really played that much has he really I mean no. um, I, I think you know, I, I think I think he deserves a run but then again you know there's something about the the Mac lads which they can do that maybe he can't they can get stuck in you know they can probably get stuck in I'm, I'm sure Jairo can as well but I think you know I'm very much very much of the opinion that we need players for the squad and not just for the first eleven. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I, I yes, yeah. there are certain players that you think will always be always be there, but in that first eleven. But there's not that many that you can guarantee. Wilf's probably one of them, and there's maybe a couple of others, but most of the other team is interchangeable. And I think that's it's kind of I would say that's modern football. That's just football in general. It's a it's a it's a hard game, it's a it's a tiring game, there's, and there's games yes every three or four days. I am, I'm a fan of gyro, but I don't think you should be using every game. But then again, Mm. again, I don't think anybody should be using every game. I think you, you, you fit whoever into whoever you're playing against.
2: But he's so comfortable on the ball yes, in he possession, is, yeah. he, and he wants it And and we've got him and Eze now, so that's two. bad. and also, which gets un- overlooked a little bit, Ayu as well, who's just fantastic in possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got three players there, and arguably, in seasons by, we've had no players at all mm. in the team that want possession. are comfortable with it. And now we've got three, which is which is good. So, again, it's another indication that the squad's getting better. I, th- I think James is right. I think Hodgson, I know some people say, well, he's floundering around a little trying to find his best team. But I just think he's reacting to the fact that we're playing twice a week yeah, at the moment in, in, in really strange, odd yeah. circumstances. You can't knock
4: it, Kev, can you, when we sat no, at 30 no, no. for... Nine points, you know. As much as, yeah, as, no, as the uh, Roy Out, is always going to be there. And even after winning yeah. two games, I saw last night on Twitter, still people want Roy Out. You know, and, no, no, and you know whatever, fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. It's just that some people are right and some people are wrong, Kev. <laughs> and we're right and they're wrong. I think, <laughs> fact. I think oh, that's going to go down well. <laughs> um, I think also, um,
1: but also, I think there is positivity to positivity to be gleaned from the essay situation because so it was only a few months ago we were saying. Why is Eze in and out of the team? Yeah, Why is Eze yeah, yeah. not playing more often? And Roy has found a place for him. Mm. So clear, clearly it can be done in a Hodgson team. So we'll see what happens with Jaira. But he certainly um, played very, very well. And of course, as did IU, as he said, as did Kleine. Yeah, I thought, Kleine. as did Luca. Yeah. I don't think we should go there today. No. But um, yeah, it was a good performance. Let's take a break. And after that break, we're going to have questions from our listeners. Great. Welcome back to the Fight Plan podcast. Yay. Yay. I don't the coffee Yay. points, points, points. When did we start doing the ways? I, when did I don't It's
4: a long time ago, wasn't it? Uh, well, I, four. Maybe. maybe so. Since we've been on on this sort of Zoom thing. Oh no, they've been here for a yeah, long time. It wasn't It wasn't right
2: at the very start because <laughs> it's more, I used to say, help. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Stockholm <laughs> <home laughs> Syndrome has properly yeah, taken science. over. They've, they've locked the door. <laughs> Take me back to dark place. <laughs> There's only one beer. There's three of us. i You hearing that beer <laughs> anecdote. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> right,
1: we are sponsored this week by <laughs> Eternity Owned Finance. <laughs> For a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages, we'll just get the ways in there as well. For, anything, uh, for a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios, it's the first time anyone's weighed property for- portfolios, I think, but you know, go for it. Email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code
2: FYP. Right. I bet Sells has got a property portfolio in it. Of course he has. <laughs> Course it's bulging as well, mate. I've got a I've got a folder with a picture of some houses in it. Is that the same thing? <laughs> it's called a newspaper. <laughs> right. Are you ready for some questions? We're gonna we've yes. got, we yeah,
1: got always. a variety, we're born, gonna delve straight in. This questions. one is from Ray in Houston.
4: Hi, Ray, Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. I Ray. think
1: it's probably is, for enders. Is it there says, a problem?
4: Is there a problem?
2: <laughs>
4: nice.
1: Is <laughs> that a question? Dunno, <laughs> you answer it. This is Ray's question. It says, okay. jazz yeah. is, unconstru- is unstructured, Ooh, which means it can be sloppy basically. and awful, but for these moments when it clicks, it's a thing of wonder, right?
4: Mm. Yeah.
1: I think Ba-ba-ba. Ray's trying to allude to Palace there <coughs> as well.
4: But yeah. Um, might yeah. Be a big jazz fan. He's just a jazz fan, isn't he, man? And they're free. Palace are free. look, <laughs> they're good at the, they're a, are they? Can you compare Palace to one of the great Miles Davis quintets? Or quartets, possibly not, but um they're it's entertaining sometimes. <laughs> is, it oh, about, is it all I about is it all about is it
1: all about the passes they're not
4: making? Yes, it's. All, it's oh, shut up! It's all about the goals what? they could get, as yeah, they, the well. they may make.
2: Yeah. It's about the notes we're not <laughs> it's playing. about exactly, potential. Well.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not necessarily. And some, in that order. Sometimes,
2: yeah, sometimes are about as entertaining as that jazz they play with bowler hats on and stripy waistcoats. Yeah, yeah. It's dreadful. Kenny ball. Yeah. Kenny ball is jazzmen. Who wants? Why would you want your football team to play like music in the lift? <laughs> Don't know. Well, not all jazz is like that, Kevin. It is. I've heard mm. it. I've listened to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to every single bit. You, you two need to stop yeah. WhatsApping me bizarre names of jazz albums as well. Well, like I, I love Supreme. Yeah, is that a jazz? Yeah, album? like that's weird more, ones like that. That's more your Sunderland podcast, isn't it? I love okay.
1: Supreme. <laughs> I'm regretting the jazz question. Now let's move on to another one. This one is for, this one is for Kevin. It's from John Dodds.
2: Hey, Dodgy. The only
1: <laughs> listener that we've given a nickname to. Um <laughs> it says uh, this is quite timely actually. Is Kevin's piece of paper going to be needed this
2: season? Well, do you know what, Dodge? I don't I don't think it is. There was um there was a uh, <laughs> Boxing Day was slightly ruined by the villa game and I was even Ed said, You can't get your piece of paper out now, Dad, it's way too early. <laughs> but no, I don't I don't think I do. Mentally, of course, I've got you know, I know we've got Burnley, Brighton, Fulham and West Brom <laughs> coming up in the next five or six games. But i I think we we're all right. I mean we I think this is exactly the same points total as we had this time last. Season? It's, no, it's 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 probably Isn't more. It? It's only it's the second highest we've ever
1: had. The highest at Is this it? point, yeah. the highest being um, 2016, the cup final season, oh, yeah. which was. I think we'll find yeah, I'm,
2: I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by the fact that we've. These are not bonus points, but we've. You know Palace fans always worry about games against teams around us, and we've won two of them uh, relatively well. Um, I wouldn't expect us to struggle against Fulham, West Brom, really. To be, yeah. You know, so. Uh, I can see where the point's be happening. No, I don't think I'll miss it, but, you know, but I'm happy without the piece of paper. I don't think it's going to be happening. Okay, good. Famous last words, as I'm sure we'll return to in a few weeks
1: and uh, we'll be seeing that paper. Um, yeah, when I unfold a piece of paper and start jabbing it in front of me, you, going,
2: what, <laughs> what are you doing, Dodgy? <laughs> yeah.
1: no, well, listen, actually, do you know what? I think now is probably a, a good time for us to try and inject some, some positivity into the sort of pa- palace universe, because I've got quite a few questions here. And we touched on it in part one from Ben Hugh Patrick, who says, can you please Hi discuss ben. why I feel so down after back-to-back wins? And then Detron90 <laughs> has said, 90. Hi D-tron. why are some fans so negative? They can't even celebrate a win without mm. criticising. Whereas on the flip side, Crumply Addo, Hi, Crumply. has Hi, said, Crumply. how fun is watching all Going the naysayers those. disappear on socials after we win? Shall we just... In general here, Andy, try and inject a bit of... Oh, I've come to you for this one, never mind. Try and inject a bit of positivity. <laughs> because I think, and I know we touched on it in part one, but clearly there are some fans here who are struggling to feel positive about this. We're in a good place right now. Can, can you offer the, the listeners some sort of solace
3: and some reassurance? You've really come to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> you really have. <laughs> why is everyone annoyed? Well, partially because we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but that's getting better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we'll continue to, uh, why should we be positive about Paris? We're not going down. To, uh, and I would say, think back to the early two thousands and parts of the late nineties, what we would have given to, uh, just be fine. and Okay. Um, and I know that's probably a bit of a palace fan cliche that gets derided to say, "Look how far we've come." That's not what I'm
2: saying, but actually, it's probably not so bad to be mid-table in the Premier League. Mm. Well, also the, to be fair, the pandemic point is a is a decent one because after the Wolves game uh, on Saturday, if we'd have all left the ground, really <laughs> excited, we you know we'd be yeah. singing glad all yeah. over. We'd be there'd be, be noise and euphoria. We'd be heading back to the pub. But yeah, you know, when you're at home, you just kind of go, "Oh, great, brilliant." That's really yeah. you know, it's the same as. It's the same as last night. It isn't the same experience. And I can understand why there are some people who don't who can't generate the same enthusiasm when football's taking place in the context of all this stuff that's going on around us. But I you know, I I mean I, I never no one ever enjoys watching Palace games, today. The last couple of minutes when we're falling up, maybe, but for the most part, you just you just endure them and then get on with talking about it afterwards. That's the that's the problem. football is on all the time at the moment there's like a game yeah, there's probably again, one on at the moment that i've not noticed yeah, again, that's it's, it's probably wolves versus burnley right
3: now in the background that i didn't even know they were playing at uh 243 yeah. on a wednesday yeah. afternoon and that's probably yeah. a bit of it too and but the, even the tv experience when you watch a game that you're not at and you sort of see yeah. the ebb and flow of the crowd properly and you see the fans celebrating it's it's all part of the experience whereas now it is you know incredibly different and not as stimulating
2: we started watching the Sheffield United West Brom game last night and it's, it's, it's and it's quarter past six and Ali just went. Why are in the we morning? Yeah, no. <laughs> Ali just went. Why are we watching this? Because I mean, it's on. She yeah. said, "Well, we've got got Death in Paradise' to catch up with. Let's watch that." So it's like, oh, right, let's, let's oh, see what happens. I like thing, Death you know, in so no, it's great. But it's but it is. Yeah, you know, when there is so much football going on, it, it, you do kind of go. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're lucky that football is is still going on. and, and Palace are doing well, but I can, I can understand why some people are not. I, I can't. I, I generally can't. Understand, I've had my issues with Roy Hodgson in the past, but I still can't understand why there are some Palace fans who go. Oh, it wasn't good enough that Newcastle performance. We were lucky. We 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 got away with it. It's like no, just just every now, and just enjoy it every now and again. If you if you're unhappy, just don't go on Twitter for a, for a day or two mm-hmm. because there'll be, you know what Palace is like, it won't be that long before you can have a go at Palace on Twitter anyway. Mm. Don't worry about it. I've got my next three tweets sorted out for when we lose. <laughs> I, had a, I had a cracker for losing to Wolves. I was really <laughs> cross. I can't use that again, basically. So, yeah, don't, don't worry, pessimist. You'll get your moment. Just let it's, us... It is hard I'll... getting
4: into this season. I mean, I
2: don't have any of the, t- I don't
4: have Sky or BT Sports or so the amount of games I've seen the whole way through this whole season. It's probably been like mm. two. That point. There's been like two, literally two games I've seen. I mm. Apart from the, the highlights I get from Palace, which I see is like seven minutes long, I've tried to watch them on some dodgy streams, but it just doesn't seem to work where I am. So, and it is really hard. You know, I'm somebody who's had a season tickets for like over 30 years. So I see at least half of every single game. And you get to see your friends and you get to see, more importantly though, you get to see the football team playing in front of you. And we all know how different it is being at a game Than watching it on the TV And I just think I'm finding it really hard To get into this season Because I don't feel That connection with the team That I normally do Mm, I don't feel the connection With the players That I normally do or the supporters, or anything. And that's not down to anybody's fault, apart from the fact we're not allowed to go to games. So I can understand mm. people getting frustrated because they're sat at home and they're bored, there's nothing to do, and it's easy to vent it out on your football team. And they, they'll look at other teams, maybe look more exciting going forward, or whatever, did on the TV, because they're watching so much more football on TV. I'm not watching any live football on TV because I can't get it in my house. I listen to it on the radio. And actually, I was going to say, I was listening to the, the commentary on... Um, f- BBC Five Live Extra last night would have the commentary for the Palace uh, Newcastle game, but rather having uh, an independent uh, commentators there, they had the commentators from BBC Newcastle commentating oh on god. the game. And, Oh my god, I mean, unbelievable! <laughs> the bias was ridiculous, <laughs> moaning about Wilf diving the whole time. And at oh. the end of the half, when they gave the a little roundup of the commentary of the, of the goals, when the newcastle goal went in the two commentators the commentator and the co-commentator were literally losing their minds this is 70 seconds into the game both the palace goals goes, up oh, that's chris Powell's just equalized <laughs> uh, chris power's <laughs> just going uh, i think they just got ahead yes two one. And it was like, i mean it was hilarious but it was so biased and i don't know i quite like the, abs- the absurdity of listening to um football on the radio when it's uh when the when the commentators are obviously against your team uh and also watching listening to that and watch reading my twitter as well at the same time where you're getting and it's just it's entertaining it's not like being at the game but it's um anyway my, my point is it's a weird season for all supporters Sorry, did I go on a bit much then? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fine.
1: I totally agree with you. I think we're all missing match day experiences. You know, I can't wait to be waiting for half an hour at the Porsons Bar to be ignored by the bar staff. I'll give anything to be back um, at some point. No,
2: don't, just, give, just give me a wave. It's fine. Oh. I'll
1: give you a drink. I, I might have to. I might have to. Yeah. <laughs> that G&T isn't going to serve itself. Um, let's move on that's to... That's the problem. It's because
2: you're a man asking for G&T in the Porsons. 2020, It
3: takes about 15 minutes to co-op to buy a come back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, let's, remember, let's, it's still, it's still 1998 in the porsons arms. Remember, that's true. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Sweet, there's pre-pandemic yeah. in there then. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Let's go Street, down now. There's one thing that Portis is, and
1: it's not pre-pandemic <laughs> <laughs> at all. Let's move on. We have questions about Roy. We're gonna I'm gonna skim over those. We have those most weeks, but just really quickly, one word answers from all of you. Oh, let me read this one out really quickly from Super 2 One, two, three. Quite like the wording in this. When will Crystal Palace supporters and in inverted commas get behind their Manager and be positive in supporting our wonderful team. So that's quite hmm. a nice way to describe Palace, our wonderful team. Uh, a few have asked about Roy's future, Roy in, Roy out. Rob Leonard, Hi, has Rob. said, do the panel think Stephen Gerrard would be a good choice for manager? Let's just do quick one-word answers. Kevin,
2: I, I, th- I think it's the, f- the. It's impossible to answer this in one word. By the way, uh, you said us too <laughs> Andrew Street will just go no or yes. I understand it, it is possible to. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I, I've got a feeling. Um, uh, that Stephen Gerrard is exactly the sort of fit for Steve Parrish. I've got a feeling it's more likely to be John Terry than Stephen Gerrard, but uh, <gasps> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the, I wouldn't want to be the experimental breeding ground for Stephen Gerrard trying his luck in the, in the Premier League. Uh, so for me, no, but I've, I think Steve Parrish will be looking. I don't think Sean Dice would be Steve Parish's fit. I, th- I think he would be delighted to get someone like Lampard Terry or Stephen Gerald with a bit of glamour and a bit of exoticism about them, but I, no i don't I think there's a world of difference between managing successfully in this, in Scotland and managing a Premier League team here. Yeah,
1: experimental breeding ground does not sound
2: very COVID compliant at all. Um, I think you'll find it's a jazz album. It's one of my uh, favourite bands, isn't it? So four it's hours, long. four hours long. There's two so- two songs in it. That- Do you have songs on jazz? Album? No, no. You <laughs> um,
1: Andy, Gerard, yes or no? No. <laughs> Thank you. It is possible. It is. Uh, James. Oh. There we go, OK. Um, let's move one. Look, quickly, we, we, we touched on Andros's miss last night, which obviously, like, last kick of the game, would have made it 3-1. Last kick of the game, would have settled the nerves for the last few minutes. Horrendous miss, obviously. Uh, Andrew Sam said, 12 hours after the game, are you still fuming about Townsend's miss like I am? Hashtag typical Palace fan. No, Andrew, I'm not. Um, Leif Andersons. Oh, f- Oh, Leif Andersons. Oh, four- Le- Yes. What was everyone's reaction to Townsend Miss? Mine was the missus shouting at me for swearing, as I said, <laughs> crap out of our cat on her lap. And it clawed her grimacing <laughs> face. Sorry to hear about that. And then, slightly more seriously, Aidan McDonough has oh, says isn't. maybe the podcast should name and shame, we're not going to do this, but we'll talk about it, a few of the in quotes, fans, that sent tweets to Andrew Townsend telling him to die for the miss. Disgraceful mm. stuff from people hiding behind fake names. The thing is, James, when this sort of miss happens, the person that knows more than anyone in the world what a bad miss it was is Andrew Townsend. Yeah, it, of course. That, this, and, and we, we will happily come on here and say it was a bad miss. I'm sure people on Twitter will be saying, oh, what an awful miss. That, of course it was, That yeah. steps over the
4: line, doesn't it? Of course he does. It's absolutely bloody ridiculous. And it just makes you angry. It actually makes me angry The idiots like that can say things like that. There's absolutely no excuse for it. And just missed. I would have loved for him to score at his old club. I'd like him to score to get 3-1. He missed. He'll be hurting more than anybody. Yeah. He does need some idiotic fan in inverted commas to get onto social media hiding behind a name to say things like that. I've got absolutely no time for people like that. Yeah. And you know what? Twitter gets so effing toxic sometimes and i just don't get it i don't understand it i i I love going on twitter i'm on twitter all the time i find it a place of fun and enjoyment and and a little bit controversial every now and again but when it's just there to just get at somebody for absolutely no reason and it's just it's and you know what and there's a lot of palace fans are like that and there's a lot of fans of other clubs as well and i just don't i don't get it and you know they can i'm just it just makes me angry
2: just really angry it really pisses me off Mm. actually I'd have been I'd have been furious with Townsend. I'd have been absolutely furious if I thought that he did it deliberately. But he didn't. Well, of he missed the ball. And and you could see from the from his body position that he it looked like he'd got himself mixed up geography wise, that he thought he was more central than he than he actually was. And the ball came at him quite quickly. There's, there's, you know, he's a he's a footballer, he's a human being. These these things happen. I don't think he's had a particularly strong couple of games, the West Ham game he was, he was poor till he was taken off but you know it, criticism's fine and I know this is a cliche, of course, of course you can criticise, of course you can say disappointed but as, as Ender says, these people it's like the people who ever go at Marcus Rashford, it's like I have the courage to say it, to name yourself and say it to his yeah, exactly. face on Twitter if you want to do it you know, you're talking about people here you're talking about people, you know, people who are doing good things on a daily basis for their, for their community, yet he missed, a, he missed a chance, we still won the game Mm. It's as simple as that. Even if it had been an FA Cup final, you'd you, he didn't do it deliberately. He's he's a he's a support. I you support no. your team. It's just it's not it's not good. And it you know it's there, it's always difficult as well to dismiss the idea that there's a racial connotation to these criticisms as well. And and it's it just infuriates me that Twitter says well, there's no there's absolutely no way we can identify these people. It's like my, you know, Roy, you, you, you know, my, I, I, we had a selection of. Hilarious Father Christmas gardening puns on Twitter over Christmas, one of which Roy responded, ho, 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 and he got banned from Twitter for four days. Really? Uh, yeah, because Twitter's algorithm said he was repeating an, an offensive word. But it's, it's, as a vehement anti-Christmas individual, I would actually fully endorse that ban. <laughs> well, you, yeah, but you, my point is a serious one, and you're, you're quite right. It's you, know, <laughs> you shouldn't have put a little jazz notation on the side of it. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, Twitter are quick enough to ban people for, for you know, for for things like that. And yet people who criticise footballers, vehemently criticise footballers, uh, are able to carry on yeah. using that platform. And it's like, like you say, Andros would be, be mortified at that. He would have been so pleased when the final whistle went. And, you know, if, if Carol's header had gone in at the end... Mm. And we we lost the two points. He would been of course, he would, and he would be the first one to go into the dressing room and say, "I'm really sorry about that." But yeah, you know, and the, the the annoying thing is that he could have had the best game of his life, and he still would have got slaughtered by idiots on Twitter. And the fact is, I would love to, I'd love to be able to look other fans in the face and say, "We haven't got any fans like that," but of course we have. But, and that's it's frustrating, but it's just you know there are people like that in the world, and some of them support Palace, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, agreed. Well, I, I, yeah um let's move on to a question about transfers uh the window has closed Mm. mateta being mateta is that our only signing signed another one i can't remember (laughs) great research um mateta being most high profile i guess um and obviously didn't come on at newcastle i'm sure we'll see him again at some point so let's save our Mateta analysis for when he does play. So
3: well, presumably that was because he was in Devon rather than <laughs> Newcastle.
1: <laughs> which ground was it? Was it which ground did he St-
3: It was St James's Park in Exeter, Exeter right? <laughs> that his social media team had put on his quite wizzy looking really? video that was excellent, and then put in an aerial picture of St James's Park, Exeter, rather than St James's Park, Newcastle. It's a bit like really? when
1: Benteke signed for Palace and he changed his Twitter profile to yeah. brand Danley, new Burnley player. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Anyway, we. we I'm, Hopefully we'll see Mateta soon and we'll be able to analyse on the pod and and give our thoughts. There's a a transfer question here, which has been sent to us. I I think it's Nick Shepard, one of our patrons, been sent to us in French. And I'm going to read it out to you now. I'm going to put some French music as a bed and I'm going to read it out to you now. Le français devrait être notre première langue pour notre première équipe l'année prochaine. Si... We oui, cela la t oh, maybe We really shouldn't have done this. Nous devons garde Roy. Anyone got any idea what that
3: says? <laughs> well, I, you, yeah. is, is that saying um, that our first team is going to be speaking French yeah. next season? So is it good that we have Roy? Roy? I don't know because of your quite horrendous pronunciation, but I think you, <laughs> do you sure. know what—you're
1: basically there. That's very <laughs> impressive. You're basically there. And Andrew, you, you, you know what this is referring to.
3: Well, this is referring to what Roy's multilingual skills. And I believe the sort of situation in France at the moment
1: with contracts and teams and money and stuff. essentially saying: I think a lot of teams are going to be raiding France for players next season.
3: Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, uh, the market has uh, had the huge hit of the broadcasting deal collapsing there, and then them being unable to to retender it, um, which is going to be very difficult because lots of football clubs tend to borrow against broadcast receivables they're going to get coming in that's a very very common way of structuring your financing as a football club so lots of French clubs won't have that available to them. it's going to cause some difficulty in France would have thought whether or not that leads to definite uh fire sales I think remains to be seen because I think there are lots of predictions that it would be very easy to get EFL players at knockdown prices because of the uh, issues with their revenue Which I'm sure Kevin would have spoken about Ad nauseum with Kieran on their excellent podcast um, Clubs however If they've got really good footballers Are uh, usually loath to part with them For a knockdown fee But yeah certainly I would ex- be expecting Lots of clubs to be looking at that situation Very very closely with a view to Trying to put in some cheeky transfer bids
2: Well also Brexit complicates it slightly With regards to French And other European clubs Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong and but you, you, a club like Palace, the, the same criteria now applies to if we were signing a Venezuelan player two years ago we, to get a work permit, we have to prove that they are of a certain level, uh, yep. potentially international yep, players, right. mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So it's it's not quite as easy. again Knife. the bigger clubs who have the better lawyers will be able to prove more easily that these players are eligible. But it's it's I, I think a year ago I think it would have been it was a. Perfectly logical question. I mean, a year ago, a lot of Premier League clubs, the likes of Sam Allardyce especially, uh, would have been trawling around France to get bargains. Although it's quite funny that Sam Allardyce is now blaming Brexit for the fact he can't get players in when he's been a high-profile supporter. Of, the, of that process for a couple of years time, but you know, the, the the other side to that, those people who are pro Brexit, as we say, and we should acknowledge that there are people who are pro Brexit, mm-hmm. is that it should force clubs to look at um, their own young players and players in the EFL for talent. But I, I think I think a year ago we probably would have been looking for bargains in in France, but less so now. And also you have to look at the quality. Um, I mean, Mateta looks like a really potentially good buy, but outside. Basically, PSG and arguably Marseille, I would say the rest of the Ligue 1 is championship quality at most, to be perfectly honest.
1: Well, Tré-Bien to you uh, and to you, Andy. An
2: excellent pronunciation of Ligue
1: 1. Um, yeah. I will be brushing up on my French for the inevitable influx <laughs> of French players that we get in the yeah. summer. Uh, but right now, let's move on to La Prochaine. Nice. The next part of <laughs> a, program, bite size. Um, the next part of the podcast, which is where we're going to preview uh, leads away. <laughs> Welcome back to the Five Plan Podcast.
0: Hey, hey. hey. hey.
3: Sponsored
2: <laughs> <Sponsors.
4: laughs> <me this>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sponsored
4: the Bibliothèque
1: <laughs> <laughs> Le cement this week It's um, uh, it's an engineer <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, by Eternity Home Finance Or Eternity F- Finance <laughs> Donner, I oh, was home. <laughs> Shay, anyway, um, t- she knew. <laughs> t- exactly. Eternity Finance, Shay New. Um, anyway, for a free consultation on anything to do, mortgages, le mortgages, property portfolios. Email <laughs> <laughs> le property portfolio. Um, it's just saying the French accent is basically the same. Email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code f <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did French A-level can you, can you believe that I, I, I actually did French A-level what a waste of two years that <laughs> was right
2: Very funny. our next game our <laughs> next game is uh,
1: Leland Le, Le Road Leland Road um, <laughs> no, sorry
2: Rue Leland Rue um, Le Rue de Londres La Rue that's my Contra La le Dirty Leeds. All
4: joking aside. Contra um, la le dirty <laughs> Leeds. Leeds is one of most Leeds' most famous places. Eric Cantona so there you go. Yeah. There you go. The big
1: <laughs> the big headline enders is obviously Wilf is probably out, hobbled off against Newcastle with a hamstring yeah. injury. Haven't mm-hmm. had any updates yet, as of Wednesday Wednesday afternoon, suspect it's gonna be at least a few weeks out. Uh Lies has said, How do we set ourselves Hi, up? If it's four four two, who plays up front? Or with the lone striker, with Mateta now in, uh, does that change the formation? A few other people, including Magic, CPFC, and Ian Matthews, are both asking about what we do without Wilf. Could it be that we see Jean-Philippe make his debut with Wilf not there? I would
4: like to think that we, you know, I, 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 I think he will make his debut at some point in that game. Um, obviously, depending on how well we're doing. Uh, I think he'll probably start on the bench. Uh, I don't think Roy will put him in straight away. I think you'll probably want that little bit of experience in there against a, a Leeds team who can be very good. You know, and, uh, and and have proved themselves to be a very good team this season. It will be. Uh, a, it will. It's a real blow, Wilf, not being there. Um, it goes without saying that our record of um, playing without Wilf is not very good. Mm. <laughs> um, but we do, as was already mentioned. You know, we, uh, we. I will go back to this. We've got. We've got good players in that. We've got. We've got Ayu who's doing quite well at the moment. We've got obviously we've got Eze I, I, I do think I do think we've got a team that will um that that can beat Leeds. It's um how are we gonna set up? Um probably Batshwe'll start, I imagine. Um, over Benteke. Um Andros will probably start, I would have thought, mm. rather than Wilf. I think it'd pretty much the team of, of last night, but maybe Andros will start, because he did start last night, didn't mm. he? I no. think
2: it'll I think it'll be a while before we see Mateta. So we're not we're not in a situation like West Brom are, where you buy players and you've got to throw them in. I think we know that uh, Hodgson likes to have a good long look at a player first, and uh, he may well good come in, but I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll start. No, I, I, I miss. I, I would want Wilf to play every game, but he hasn't contributed that much recently. I don't think there's a psychological element to it, in our record as yes. Ender says is so bad without him. But you can't really point to much in the last two or three games, you can't really point. I mean, we've had, we've had sulky will pretty much for the last two or three games. I, and I, I think it'd be interesting to see what we're going do. But, but coming right back to the very start of the pod and everyone talks about entertainment. If we beat you know, Leeds United are the media darlings this year because they're supposed to be the most entertaining team in the premier league. We'll go above them if we beat them. Hmm. You know, we beat them comfortably four one at that cellar's part. So it, 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 it really underlines that argument about what you want from, from football, and I'm sure Leeds fans will say, well, we're staying up playing brilliant football. But again, at the end of the season, it's not going to say that on the Premier League table, basically. And the downside of that Premier League football, as we saw at Seller's Park, is that pretty much every time they went forward, we we broken them and could have scored two or three more goals. So they, we know they're the only team in the league that you know exactly how they're going to play. So technically, they should be easier to set up against, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and Andy, you know, I think people will be hoping that Gyro maybe gets another another nod, depending on who's available there. Eze is looking on form, um, and this Leeds team—you never quite know which team are going to turn up. I and mean, they were on a terrible run previously, lost at home to Brighton, and then mm. went to Leicester, who were doing very well themselves, and, and, and beat them comfortably. So, never quite know what Leeds team are going to turn up. But I think we can probably expect Palace will be compact in defence and looking to hit them on the counter and hope that the likes of Eze have a good game.
3: Yeah, that's exactly how we'll play. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see you play as a as a lone striker. To be honest, Where you, I think one of the other things that came out of the game last night is that I think two or three weeks ago we all had a vote and said uh, PVA or Mitchell, and we we all went Mitchell. Yeah. I think the last couple of games PVA's making that decision much yeah. much harder. I have that's, to say, yeah, true. and I, I think I, I think he brings. It's that balance that you know, he brings so much going forward and probably isn't as good a defender as Mitchell. But at, at the moment, I don't think you can justify dropping him, which again indicates that we probably have got a better squad than we, or than some Palace fans think we do have.
3: I think it's going to be a difficult game for us. Just The reason yeah, we got such a good result against him at Selhurst was Wolf was really on form that day. Yeah. And being able to spring counters against a team like Leeds is essential. And we, that day in... Wolf had someone who was able to provide that platform time, and time again for really quick transitions and to put them in difficult positions. What we don't really have now, if, particularly if you swap wolf out for for Andros, is that ability to go from yep. defensive footing yep, to yep. attack really quickly. Uh, and Leeds are a very, very good, energetic pressing team. As everyone now knows, um, I would be happy with the point, frankly. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think a point, you know, would would continue this little
1: mini decent rummer on. So I think we'd uh, we'd take that. Um, that is the end of the podcast. Listen, mercy to Le monde. <laughs> J- J- Sorry, Jacques, Jacques, Um oui,
3: oui, oui, really? oui.
1: Très bien. Um, Andre, 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 oui, yeah, and,
2: yeah, yeah, okay. um, je t'en Yeah, prie. yeah. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, we oui. oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> can. Kevin, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. Kevin.
1: Kevin. Kevin. Mm. Well, um, merci beaucoup to all of you. Good good chat. Good merci. pod. Thank J'ai you. Dit. You're J'ai dit. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. J'ai dit. Um thank you for your questions for our listeners. Um we're back next week after the Leeds game and a post-match pod will be available to patrons, of course. In the meantime, have a good week. Look after yourself and yeah. au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Podcast Network.